All right, well, let's uh, get this show on the road. Welcome, everybody. My name is Mark Boyle. Welcome to the Prepper Guy podcast. Today is Tuesday, so I'll probably do one also on Wednesday. Um, but um, my my one from my last one that I haven't uploaded yet was a little bit about religion, and, uh, and I was going to call it what God wants. And uh, it was spurred from a, a comment that was on one of the, I think it was Matt, Matt Walsh, something about Israel and Palestine and, you know, and, and going to war. And it wasn't about land. It was about religion. And and that, to me, seems to be quite true. I mean, they've been killing each other probably for a long time and Land isn't the issue because Israel's given up a lot of land and the Arab states have quite a bit of land in that region. So it's not that little slice of, you know, the Middle Eastern dream, I guess. But it's about their religion. They hate each other. And so I'd commented on the fact that it was that both of their religions, as far as I can tell, Muslims and Jews really don't believe in Jesus other than an all right kind of guy. I think the Muslims believe that he was a prophet and uh, but you know not the son of God. And the Jews believe that he was just a person, a carpenter, I guess that you know, talked a lot and I don't even think the Jewish religion has him as a prophet or the son of God or having been crucified and and waiting for the second coming because the, most of the Jewish religion are still waiting for the first coming so when you look at it it's like well they're both fighting they're kind of like both remnants of the, the war in heaven that were put down here on earth and and just don't understand that Jesus' plan was I will let them have free agency and run amok and do stupid shit and my atonement will pick up the slack. And Satan's plan was like, no, I want to force them to do the right thing and the glory be mine. No, I wasn't there, and I don't remember the exact wording. And, you know, honestly, yeah, I was there, and so were you. But uh, we don't remember that. It was blacked out. The veil over our memories of, you know, heavenly life before this shitstorm. And so it makes sense that they would be fighting over religion because both of them you know, I think that Jews will believe more in a Christ's plan as far as let him run amok and his atonement will pick up the slack, but they, they don't believe in his atonement yet because they don't believe he's been here or crucified yet. Some of them do now. They're more of the Christian Jews. And then Muslims just they're straight up Satan's plan. We're going to force you to do the right shit or we'll cut your fucking head off. <laughs> Makes sense. A lot of people will comply under those terms. 
So this is, you know, this is what they, they fight about. And so it is over religion and not land. We got plenty of land out there. You know, Israel has done quite a bit of good, you know, handing over to Golan Heights or whatever. And, and a lot of these deals say, okay, here, you can have that. Well, I personally don't give a shit. Because it really is irrelevant. Um, you know, I don't live there. I don't care. I live here in America. I care about American things. So here in America, we look at things a little differently, like whatever's going on over there, fuck it. And uh, we get involved because we're control freaks. And, and, and we have to be involved because there's money to be made by being involved. And no matter who's fighting, for what reason, America politics and the war machine doesn't really give a flying fuck about who's right and who's wrong. It's just like who will pay the most money for the guns we're going to sell them. And sometimes we'll sell to both sides. We don't give a shit. And, and I guess in the big pictures, you know, the podcast of today is more about you know, what does God want? And I think it's pretty simple. He wants our love, not our money. And you look at a lot of these churches nowadays, and they, they have a lot of money. You know, they build these multi-million dollar palaces to, to God. And, uh, you know, Joel Olstein has all his Ferraris and Lamborghinis. And, you know, the really big ones have their giant crystal palaces, whatever they're called. And that's all for God. But I don't, I don't really remember God ever saying, I want you to build me the biggest, baddest-ass church ever. And, and yeah, there are hints about it in the temple that, you know, God asked David to build or whatever, I think. It had, you know, seven gold rings and seven curtains made of red velvet and whatever. But, you know, that too is subject to interpretations by many people after that happened. So I don't really know, and once again, nor do I care. And if Christ, Jesus Christ, was actually our Savior, Son of God, brought to earth to atone for our sins, he didn't have a big church. He just wandered around and fed people and chatted and talked and and he said, you know, basically, it's like, you know, I want your love, not your money. I don't need your money. He made a reference one time about the widow's might. And, you know, she gave all she could, which wasn't much at all. But that was more of a show of love and support. It's like the church at the time, you know, probably was always saying they needed money or the apostles, you know, to maybe feed them, you know, because it. It costs money to go on tour, you know, back then, wander around and preach. And so he didn't ask for a tithing or anything. He just was like, you know, grateful that she gave him all that she had so that they could continue on their their pilgrimage or their mission, trekking, whatever you call it. So... 
I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty positive he didn't build any churches that were structures. And so I, I look at these churches today and I just think this this is not what he wants. And I, I don't know if any of you have ever watched the movie Stigmata. Really good. I think it's Patricia Arquette and then this other actor that's really good that plays the, the priest. He's awesome. I've seen him in a lot of movies. And, uh, you know, it's about the signs of Christ, you know, the crucifixion. and That's what stigmata is. It's like when you get physical representations of the nails and the wrist and the, the feet and the, the bleeding around the head from the crown of thorns and the, the whip marks and everything that Christ went through. Now, this is all basically Catholic dogma. And so anytime there's been signs of the stigmata was, you know, looked at and looked into by the Catholics. So kind of like whenever there's a shooting, uh, the police look into it when a policeman shoots someone else. And so the the ruling is always suspect. You know, it's like, I mean, it may be totally just, but... You can still go, well, of course, you investigated yourself, so I'm sure you came out smelling like a rose after falling in that septic tank full of crap. So, I, I, I don't know. But the stigmata is, is Catholic in nature, just like exorcists are Catholic in nature. And I, I'm not really a big fan of organized religion, whether it's Mormon, Catholic, Presbyterian, Buddhist, fucking all of them. They all take a scripture and then they twist it around to fit what they want. And we see that nowadays, you know, with the, the LBGQRXYZ community. Um, that, you know, a lot of religions go, well, you know, I thank God, you know. I think God will allow a, a gay woman to be a priest. Because she is actually a guy. And I know that offends most of them that believe in transgender. But we don't care. We, we know what God thinks. You know, it's a guy. So whatever they, however they twist it around to, to fit in their way of thinking is what they do. And so all, all religions have always been that way. You know, even before Christ's crucifixion, you had the, the temples and stuff that all you know, followed the, the Old Testament, and they had that all corrupt and fucked up too. That's why Christ was so pissed and overturned the money tables at the money changers and in the market or whatever, and, and preached to them about doing the wrong thing. And you know, and and I always thought, well, wait a minute, the Old Testament was the old ways, and then the New Testament is like the new ways. It's like the the new version 2.0 so basically what God told everybody in the Old Testament was bullshit and now there's you 2.0 the, the New Testament and now we can follow that and so it's like did God make a mistake or or what like did he tell his prophets like do this and this and this and that and then they're like, well, what if somebody offends me? And it's like, well, then an eye for an eye. You know, 
or did he say it sarcastically like what are you going to do you know he he hurt you and you lost your eye so you're going to pluck his eye out too and, and then the, the prophet was like yeah cool and, and because it's not an open line of communication where they're just chit-chatting around a cigar at a country club um, things could have been misconstrued or did it even ever happen because from what I know of religion and I've studied plenty of religions I mean you know Hindu all of these things and have a cursory knowledge of them I don't devote my whole time reading on one thing because then that would also maybe be a, a, a bad idea you know it's, it's like you spend your life climbing the ladder of success or the spiritual ladder of righteousness to find out it was leaning on the wrong building altogether and you just you know and, and so I don't see that as a good use of my time but I have a cursory knowledge of many religions and and they, and they all boil down to a couple principles and God's always said you know love me as your creator and don't be a dick love thy neighbor do unto others as you would have them do unto you or we have the Ten Commandments that all say the same fucking thing so all this other stuff is it just BS and then you know some prophet did have a vision you know so did Nostradamus but you know his writings aren't in the Bible because well that was that was written after you can't can't abridge it add to it it's it's unabridged here so you know people had prophecies dreams thoughts you and I can have them as they pertain to our life you know something bothers you you know dreams are unresolved issues in the in the conscious you know it's something a problem you're dealing with and and then when you sleep you're your subconscious can maybe noodle it out better because it's not running up against your dogma and your, you know, walls of reality that you've built. And then all of a sudden it just comes to you kind of like that one person that thinks outside of the box goes, did you ever think about that? And then you're like, holy fuck. And then you have a dream about it and you're like, I figured this all out. So it's, it's a kind of, you can call it a prophecy or whatever. But that pertains to you. You know, in business, they taught us, you know, there's theory X and theory Y, you know, kind of managers and Ys are just like, well, you know, let's give them the latitude they want to do and and we'll see how they turn out. We'll keep an eye on them. We won't let them bankrupt the company. But sometimes you get a lot out of people that think outside the box and then you have theory X. They're like, no. So it's like X. No. Big X to it. No fucking way. You do it my way or the highway. And theory Y to me was always like, why not? Let's give it a try. And those are the two dominating factors when I studied business in college. And, and, you know, both have their ups and downs. And and they're good and they're bad, you know. So in, in business, they would go, well, just because you went to college and got a degree, you got a good job, that doesn't mean that everyone needs to go to college, get a degree, and then hence will get a good job. Because we've seen that never works. You know, it, it's the same thing going to Harvard worked for you maybe because your dad built the library and they kissed your ass but going to Harvard for me might not I might not get that much out of it because knowledge is what you get out of it not what they tell you and so it's the same thing with religion and prophecies it's like you know so and so had a had a prophecy and this is the you know this is what Moses went through and okay 
you know, um, I'm not going to part the Red Sea because I don't have a bunch of, you know, people of Israel escaping from the Pharaoh because we don't have Pharaohs anymore and then reaching the Dead Sea because I live in Arizona. See, it was for them. Did it happen? I imagine it did. And science has said it could happen. I really, I don't know. Was it figurative? Part of the Red Sea, maybe. It was just really low that time of year. And all the people around went, well, it's usually really high this time of year. It's like, well, let's go. And then the tide came in and drowned all the other fuckers. I don't know. I, I don't know. Do I have my whole life to think about it? No, I don't. Because that was then and this is now. I have my life to think about my actions today. And if I offend somebody or do something wrong or, or steal or break one of those you know, Ten Commandments or whatever. But we have that gift inside of us that tells us what you're doing is wrong. We all know that. Even babies, well, you know, kids will look at you and they're you know, getting a cookie out of a cookie jar and they'll look around like, Mom, watch it. How do they know it's bad? Because, you know, Mom said so. Well, you could say, okay, Mom said so. Because they speak, you know, languages. Well, what about the birds that follow their parents around? You know, they'll look over and they'll see mom and dad have, like, kind of ran to the next tree to get in the shade and eat some seeds. And they're like, holy fuck. And they run. They don't know if a cat might grab them or anything. It's just like, holy shit. And they go. So I think that's inherent in all of us. We have that gift of discernment. We know right and wrong. And if we don't, well, then we're a sociopath or, you know, whatever. And, and, does it, the rules don't apply to crazy people. So, what does God want from you? Does he want your tithing? Does he want you on your knees 24-7? Does he want everything that happens to you be because he's so narcissistic that he was right there with you because he cares what you think about him? You know, or was it just Life. You know, he wrote a, a Bible, I guess, in theory. He didn't write it, but, you know, let's say he commissioned it with all of his prophets, which he didn't. And then now it, it's worldwide. And, and and then he left. And people will say, no, I see signs and I talk to God all the time. Well, once again, that's for you and your life. And maybe through the Holy Spirit, that's how he talks to you. Because that was the rules. But I honestly don't see um, him having worlds without ends and creation without ends and life without ends and people without ends and projects basically without end. Like I talked about in the alien, you know, podcast about being invaded by aliens and thinking they're going to be all sweet and kind. Um He's doing shit. He's fucking busy. Uh, you know, I know, like in business, they taught us, if you want something done, give it to a busy person because they're better at time management. Yeah, to a point. But then it doesn't always keep going. So God's busy. He's got his angels kind of watch over shit and report back. But do they have the authority to meddle in our life? No, because we have free agency. So once again, what does God want of us? And, and I don't think he wants our money. He doesn't want us to 
donate so much that we are broke and our children aren't eating or something, but it's, you know, it's faith that God will provide. You know, I read a thing that says, you know, God feeds the birds, but he doesn't drop worms in their nest. So he wants us to, you know, live, not die, be stupid. But he doesn't want us to give all our money to, you know, a, a clown like Joel Olstein or whoever else is the next guy, you know, running around building a big super church and raking in cash left and right all under the 501c3 thing to where he's not even paying income tax on a lot of that money. It's just, it's just bullshit. So in the 80s, I, I traveled a lot, met a lot of people. And we, you know my area of work was you know California, Southern California, all of Arizona and then part of Nevada, basically from Las Vegas down. And then from Las Vegas across to Burbank, California, and then down. So that was our three-state region, kind of. And when I'd be working way down south, I'd meet a lot of the contractors there that were, you know, family in Mexico and stuff. No big deal. I didn't give a fuck then anymore than I do now. But one guy, he was was talking about his brother was a real fuck-up when they were growing up in Mexico. But he was a showman. He was always like, la, la, la. You know, and, and people would listen to him. He'd tell great, funny stories. and People liked listening to him as an orator. And so he started this church. And, and back when I was working there in 85, 86, maybe it was 84, his brother had started this church that was, you know, nationwide in Mexico. He had TV channels and everything. He owned a lot. And he's like, my brother just made this shit up. He, did, he told me, he goes, this is, you know, kind of based on the teachings of the Catholic Church and the, this church and that church. And he goes, and, and he kind of coalesced it into his way of thinking of God and religion. And he, he, and he goes, my brother's like a multimillionaire, lying to people. And he goes, I know that he's lying because he told me I made this up. So it wasn't like he had had a vision or a dream. He just went, oh, this looks cool. Ta-da. So you can see that this happens. I knew it happens. And religions have been doing it for a long time. So many of our religious leaders in the 80s and 90s were arrested for fraud and abuse and sex and sex trafficking and you know, it goes down the list, and the only reason it never touches the Catholic Church is because, well, you know, they run their own rules. The Catholic Church is a government unto itself. They're kind of sovereign, even in America. So when the priests are banging, you know, young boys, you know, they find out, yeah, sure, it gets in the news and all that, but the church is just like, we handled it. We sent that guy over there to to ask sex all these other kids over there in Italy. Don't worry about it. And for the most part, America legal system would go, okay, as long as you've dealt with it, we don't have to. Because, you know, law enforcement, just like any other big agency, would rather put it off to somebody else to fucking deal with. So I have a, a special thing I'm going to try to do. I'm I'm charging my... My camera, it's uh, one I had for a long time. It's a 360-degree camera. And I'm going to uh, 
film in an old Bisbee when I get there, put it on the roof, and then do a drive around. I've tried it before, but I always fuck shit up. So this time, rather than try to sync audio and all that, I'm just going to have it run, and I'll try to sync it with me talking, and then uh, it'll, it'll kind of be like what I do here, but without the video portion of it, and then the audio will be linked to that. And I think I remember how to do 360 video because it's kind of some stitching process that goes on and shit. And it's been so long since I've done it, quite literally it's been years, that maybe it's gotten easier. If I can figure it out and don't fuck it all up, I'll put it on ContraRadioNetwork.Podbeam.com because um, they can do video. And uh, so we'll see. Otherwise, it'll be on YouTube, on Mark Boyle channel, which is actually the Prepper Guy channel, but I use my name. Yeah, fuck it. So, that's what I'll be doing later today. That'll be a little special treat, because, like I said, it's Tuesday. The fuck? But I did want to, you know, I started my podcast that I haven't uploaded yet, that I talked a little bit about religion, but other things. And I thought, you know, this... From what I've seen, this warrants a little bit more attention paid to it than just blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, that's religion. Because I'm a very religious person. I'm just not a showman. I don't run around going, oh, look at me. I pay my tithing. Oh, look at me. I go to church every Sunday. Oh, look at me. I'm a good Mormon, I'm a good Catholic, I'm a good Baptist, I'm a good Methodist, whatever the fuck it is. And, and, and I, I've gotten that way because of studying and looking at it and honestly answering, because this is my conversation within my own head, so I, I can't be you know, accused of blasphemy, but I, I use my ability to rationalize and to think, because that's why God created us to fucking have a brain and to think and to come up with what's right and wrong for us and not for show. That's why I, I think organized religion is horseshit and, and I don't think God wants you to build him temples and churches and massive structures with your blood money. He just wants you to love him. If you're out camping and you're sitting overlooking a beautiful scenery, a lake, a meadow, a cliff that looks into the next valley and you're thinking about God that he's with you right there and that's what it says in the movie Stigmata if you if you lift you lift a rock I am there with you if you if you pick up a log or a splinter of wood that is me with you and, I, and I've always kind of believed it not in a in a Gaia sense of the word where you know, everything is living and, and we are part of everything, which we kind of are, but not in that sense. I just believe that God is always with us because he said so in the Bible that I can barely believe in, you know. But I look at it that way, you know. There's something out there. I don't believe the evidence here on earth. You know, I don't believe in, you know, the Bible all that much. Babbling old men a thousand, two thousand, three thousand years ago. Fuck. I don't really believe in that any more than I believe in, you know, the FDA and the AMA and the CDC, you know. They're all liars. Why? Because they're people. People lie. 
And and you could sit there and go, well, Mark, you know, maybe you lie. Yeah, maybe I do. Not maliciously, because I'm not getting paid for this lie. I don't have a church. I'm not the government. I don't tax you. If you want to come to my store at prepperguy.com forward slash shop, then go. Want to give me some money? Do it. But it's not my lies convincing you, like the government. You know, they can they can enforce their lies to the tip of a Roman spear, basically, with a gun. It's like, fucking get vaccinated or we'll shoot you. And it's getting to that point. You'll see. So all of that religious stuff could be a lie. And I don't know, but they're making a lot of money on it. So anytime there's people are driving Ferraris and Lamborghinis and talking shit that's, you know, three, 4,000 years old, that's probably a fucking lie. You know, so to me, they're all lying, and I'm not going to believe it, and I have to think for myself, and that's what God would want. You know, he wants us to be goats, not sheeple. That's one of those scriptures in the Bible you can take or leave also. But think about it. You know, what do you want of your children? Let's assume God is our father. So what would you want from your children? Well, you want them to make the right decisions, not because they're afraid of you or afraid of their mom. You want them to be able to go, no, I, di- I didn't do that. You can go, why? And they go, well, you know, I remember you taught me a long time ago or you said something about why would I sell my soul for a million dollars because that would be really fucked up. And why would I sell my soul for a candy bar and steal a dollar candy bar? That would really even be even cheaper and more fucked up. <clears throat> and so you want them to learn and use their head and to learn to do the right thing. So that way God could judge them just like you could judge them. You're not going to let your son or your daughter take over your business if they're morons. And you'll know they're morons because you've raised them their whole life and You've just never seen them make a good decision ever. Maybe they, you know, make good decisions in other aspects of their life that gives them great joy. But when it comes to business and finance, it's just no fucking way in hell you're going to let them take over your business. That doesn't make them bad people. You just know, what can I, what can I trust this, this child of mine to, to do? Well, I always could trust him to do the right thing, but there's this pigeonhole of life, you know, like a whole old hotel with all the key nooks. And you go, that one there, business management, yeah, it's empty because they've never done anything to prove to me that I could put something in there and trust it to be there tomorrow. And so it's not a bad thing. It's not a judgmental thing. It's just a an evaluation thing. And, and And God wants to be able to evaluate us based on our actions throughout this fucked up world life that we call fucking life. And he wants to be able to go, I know you, Mark. You really cared. You tried to do the right thing. And I talked about this in other ones, so I won't go into it. But that's what God wants. He wants to be able to look at us in the totality of our life and all of our decisions and, and feel, be able to take out the ones that we were forced to make because we lived under a dictatorship or whatever. 
But even if you you know live under communist Russia, and and back in when they were communists, now they're more free than America. Trust me on that one. But you know if if you if you lied and and, and cheated and stole from your neighbor, you know his last two three pieces of wood because he didn't see it because it was night out. And now you're all warm. Well, that's as bad as stealing a fucking Mercedes or a, a million dollars. It's stealing. You just sold your soul for a few hours of warmth. How low can you be? Instead of trusting in, in God that gave you the strength to go out and chop your own fucking wood. And if you're too weak and feeble to do that, and your neighbors make the decision to let you freeze and die, then well, A, you're dead, so what do you fucking care? And then you're with heaven, and you lived a good life, and you didn't rob from your neighbor for that two hours of warmth that might have kept you alive for another two fucking hours, or stole this chicken, which would have kept you alive for another day, maybe, or two. Well, you, you're you fine. You're golden. You're going to heaven, because you did right you know, by God, or whatever he expects of us. Your neighbors, on the other hand, were like going to be judged because maybe some of them really thought, you know, I got extra wood. I should go take care of old Bob or whatever John Doe's name is in Russia. Boris. So that's that's what he wants of us. That's what He wants to be able to judge us purely based on our actions, not the actions that were given to us by government dictators, not the actions that we follow because we fear God based on some religious zealot that's banging on the pulpit telling us, repent or you're going to go to hell. It's just fucking stupid. You know, he wants to be able to judge you, you know, like me. He'll look at me and go, Mark, you were so wrong on this, but so right on that. But you were always faithful, even when you weren't a member of my church. You never cheated, you know, on your spouse you know, or you did cheat on your spouse and then you felt bad and you, you repented kind of and you talked to him about it and you tried to be better and you never did it again from then on. You know, you were always honest. You always paid people for the work they performed even if you were dissatisfied with it because you shook their hand and you agreed to do that. You didn't cheap out and use the legal system and go, why don't I have to pay you because, you know, I told you to do it by Wednesday and you did it by Tuesday. So you violated the contract even though that's total bullshit. So, you know, then, that, that, then you could be judged for that. And that's what God wants. He doesn't want churches. And I, I did a Google search for dilapidated churches. You know, trying to find a post-apocalyptic thing for my prepper guide thumbnails. And, and uh, I'm looking and there's just like thousands, probably millions of pages on, you know, Google of, of dilapidated churches that were either burned down or run down or if they're post-apocalyptic then that's not really true because it's, you know, the artist took a real one and uglied it down. But it's like, you know, you built this big church to God and all your followers gave until it hurt. And 50 years later, it's a, it's a ruin. It's, it's just an old structure falling down. It's condemned. 
because you took your fucking money and left. Now, if that were really God's house, well, it wouldn't be in ruin now, would it? Because he had owned it. He'd, he'd fix it up with this magic pixie dust that God has. So it's man's building, built by man, and it lasted as long as the, the preacher or preachers kept the shit show going. And then eventually everyone will eh, fuck it. Now where I live, there's a church, they used to call them the undergrounders. And way back in the 80s and stuff, they built these bunkers underneath their property. And, and they thought the world was going to end. Kind of like preppers. Yeah. Fuck. And then uh, one time, and I guess it was the 90s, their their false prophet of the church said the time is now you know sell your your possessions and buy food and put it down in the bunkers and we're going underground and they lived there for a couple months came back up and I guess God called them up and said hey you jumped the gun another hundred years before that's going to happen I don't know what you were thinking So they all came up and then, uh, but all the members kept donating to the church. A lot of them had given up a lot of stuff for that, that false prophecy. It's like, really? It's like, yeah, they got fucked. And yet, here we are, next Sunday. Ah, it's good to be back above ground. What happened, Reverend Bob? I don't know. I was told on good authority, you know, I I had a prophecy and a vision and a dream. and It was coming. And then maybe, you know, make up some bullshit story. Well, my dream showed this and this and this. And then they're like, well, could that have meant this? And it's like, must have, because, you know, obviously he didn't show up. It's like, yeah. Well, you just misinterpreted it. That happens, you know. Many prophets misinterpreted their dreams. It's like, no, actually, they really didn't, but whatever. So I, I, I believe in being in the world, but not of the world. I'm not going to buy into the bullshit. I'm not going to start my own church because I've thought about starting a church. It's like, you know, I could get all respectable and shit and stop swearing. and I could grab a Bible verse and I could put my spin on it and maybe lead people out of this false narrative of, you know, heaven and hell bullshit. I mean, I believe there's life after, but not hell stupid fear and uncertainty are two of the greatest motivators known to mankind so if it makes sense to build a church around that fear of going to hell and uncertainty well we don't really know when he'll come but we know he will and if you're not living according to what he wants even though he's never fucking told you you're going to hell fear and uncertainty and so Massive fortunes have been built. Nations have been built around religion. Look at the Muslim religion. Look at the the, the Crusades. You know, that was England. and All the knights went out and killed all the Muslims. Which I'm not saying they didn't deserve to fucking die because they were doing crazy heinous shit too. It's no worse than what the Catholics were doing down in their fucking, you know, underground labyrinths. You know, finding corpses of 
babies and women everywhere or, you know, ruins. Now, granted, were a lot of those bodies they're finding just a mass of dead from maybe a plague or something and, you know, they put them in these catacombs to have respect for them and, and kind of sealed it up so the germs didn't get out and kill people because bodies do just get disgusting when they bloat and explode. But over a couple hundred years or a thousand years, nothing left but bones and oh, whatever. You know, so I'm not saying that all those baby bones were from the priest, you know, fucking the nuns and then having a baby and then killing it and throwing it down in the catacombs. I don't know. But I'm just saying they had their fucking problems too. So you're setting up in heaven watching all this shit go on in your name. You're thinking, man, I never told him to do that. And it may be one of your do-gooder friends sitting there, you know, watching the, the the telly, you know, of life on earth, lifetime TV. And he's like, well, dude, you know, maybe if you would get a little more active and go down there and talk to them once in a while, they wouldn't be doing all this shit in your name and fucking everything all up. You know, I could just hear that because... You know, I always raised my children with a very standoff attitude. I just tried to teach them and guide them not off a cliff. And a lot of my friends were like, he wants a parent, not a friend. And it's like, well, you know, God wrote a book and he left. So fuck off and leave me alone was my attitude. So, you know, God's up there watching TV and maybe Heavenly Mother is ragging on him. You know, they, they, they want a God, not not a friend. You need to go down there and teach them. You know, look, they're, they're killing people in your name. And, and he's got to have super strength to just sit there and go, look, this was the plan. We knew 8,000 years ago that this was going to be the plan. And we were going to do it this way because it allows them the ability to do what they need to do to learn and that way, when they die and I judge them, I will have good, good souls with character that can lead. Not a bunch of sheeple that just run around with a nose ring going, what do I do next? 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 God help me. God help me. God help me. And, you know, Heavenly Mother's like, I know we talked about it 8,000 years ago, which just seems like yesterday. But, you know, it's, just, it's so hard to watch him go through all that. And he's like, what? You know that it's so temporary. You know, if they live to be 110, that's like a blink of an eye. They're not suffering, you know. Their body is suffering, but their souls will be fine. And when we resurrect them with their body, their body will be fine also. So what is suffering to, to them right now is nothing in the bazillions of eons of time that they have left to continue to grow. And Heavenly Mother's like, I know. You're right. You're always right, Elohim. I assume that's his name. I don't fucking know. And he's like, yes, dear. Let's, let's go do something. Let's go make more kids. We only got a fucking hundred billion trillion of them, but we need some more. Whatever. Let's go build another planet. This one's boring to watch. So I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't know. But I do know if I look at it logically as a parent, I know 
how I I want my children to to be and to grow oh, going through the tunnel going to come out on the other side much wiser because this is the tunnel of life Ta-da! oh fuck I smell, feel so much better so anyway think about it I'm almost where I got to go I'm not trying to be blasphemy or blasphemy blasphemer or whatever fuck that stupid word is I'll take the scenic route because I got a little time. You won't see it, but I will. Maybe I'll stop and turn the camera going forward. And if it, I mean, if, maybe I'll stop, wash the windshield, and then make the camera forward so we can talk a little bit about the rest of this wrap-up um, here shortly. Because it's just, it, it's Bisbee. I fucking love Bisbee. So I will... Uh, I will pull over and stop and then uh, change the view. All right. It's even clean. Imagine that. Let me get my seatbelt on. A bit safety in all things. So hopefully the lighting's not too bad. Sun's up high enough. So this is Old Town Bisbee. I love it. I would live here. Except there's nothing to fucking do to make any money unless you're a hippie or an artist or fucking drug dealer or whatever. You got a good job, out-of-state job where you get paid from a different company, not local. Um, so I always look at, you know, religion and politics kind of the same. You know, it's it's like... You have to have free agency to make choices. And when you look at government, like this town, I've talked about this before, was originally built by miners before planning and zoning and international building code. And uh, they, they just built shit. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to build my house here. And then when there were enough houses, then somebody said, well, you know what? We need a fire department. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. Get together some money and fucking build a fire apartment. What do I care? And then it, it grew. It grew organically. You know, these yards are the size they are only because whoever owned it said, I'm going to put some lots here. And uh, they're like, how big should they be? It's like, I don't know. This kind of makes sense. It's like, okay. There wasn't, you know, like a planning and zoning commission that said, make them this big. It's just like, oh, that seems to work. You know, how much do you need? I'm going to build a house. I have to, okay. The standard is, you know, 200 feet, whatever, by as far back as the cliff. And, and you can't build on there. Well, you can do whatever you want. But, you know, so it, it grew organically. And, and as humans, as people, we're supposed to grow spiritually and socially and mentally, organically also, making decisions and then Suffering the consequences if they're bad. Enjoying the rewards if they're good. And that's what this town was. Now, you know, it's all run by planning and zoning and historical commissions and all that. Where, you know, if you want to change the windows in your 150-year-old house, well, they better be Hunter Douglas. They better be wood. They better match, you know, 
200 years ago. And it's like, excuse me, 200 years ago, they had one standard. It was a, a fucking wooden window. And then as time went on, they invented those crank-out ones that are made out of metal. It's not like they had a fucking choice. It's like, oh, I want a window. Yeah, buy these. We got a bunch of them. Okay. Now it's like, well, they got to match that. Well, that had no purpose. But, you know, they, they make it seem like it's important. You know, Well, the founders of Bisbee, they, they wanted all the windows to match. They did not. They were a bunch of drunk fucking miners that could care less. And I think that's what God wants of us, is to just organically grow and learn and become something that, as a parent, let's just assume he's our father in heaven, he can be proud of. And he can actually move forward in that millennial timeline that he has for us that we don't understand. But being sheep will not lead us into his world on the same trajectory as somebody that has made choices and learned from them and became something that God can sit there and go, see, you I can work with. You I can trust to do things because you'll want my opinion and even if I'm not around you'll try to do what's right and make it to where it's beautiful or whatever you're not one of those stupid what do I do now God what do I do now God oh I better ask my priest you know should I divorce my husband he beats me he's a drunk he's abusive he's having sex with my sister but I want to forgive should I forgive him you know, it's like, well, fuck, make up your own damn mind, silly bitch. You know, so that's what religion has become. It's, it's, it's become this, this thing that, you know, people can't think. They're like, oh, you know, I, I, I have freedom of choice and I drink, but I need to quit. Well, why do you need to quit? Well, because everybody at church tells me I should quit drinking. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I'm not violent. I have a few drinks because I'm sore and I have these ailments because I'm 50 and I hurt myself when I was young. And rather than take prescription pain pills, I have a, you know, a, a couple drinks when I get home. It's like, well, then do that. No, I need to know. Is that all right with God? It's like, well, I fucking call him and find out. So you, you kind of hopefully grasp what it is I'm I'm, I'm saying here, since I'm not trying to make fun of religion or people in general, I you know, kind of am, but it's just, just like, be a good person. That's what God said. Do unto others as you would want them to do to you. Do you want people to sleep with your wife? No. Do you want them to steal your shit? No. Do you want them to be mean or lie about you? No. Then fucking don't do it. See, they're, you know, is drinking a couple of drinks at the end of the day Something that's in the Ten Commandments? Well, I don't know. Does it cause you to be a thief, a liar, a cheat, an adulterer? No. Well, then fuck it. No one cares. It's alcohol. You know, it's so simple. Love God. He created you. If you don't believe that God created you and that there's a creator and there is something after life, then live your life that way. 
And, and it's just try to be good to people because it sucks when people are mean to you, so don't be mean to them. And, and if your only motivating force is self, selfishness, why don't steal? Because I was robbed once and it sucked. Oh, did God teach you that? No, I just, I don't believe in that shit. I'm just a good person. Then when you die, if there is a God, then you're, you're golden. He doesn't want you to suck up to him constantly. He just wants you to be a good person. It's like, well, you didn't really know I existed, but then, you know, I didn't leave you a whole lot of fucking signs. So how would you know? But you're still a good person. Yeah, I, I learned the hard way that it sucks to be an asshole. Oh, there you go. See, the first commandment, loving me, was just a, a thing. You know, it motivated you to do my other thing, which was to be nice to people. And if you had a default fallback position, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not, not going to be a dick because uh, I don't want God mad at me. But if you were one of those people that could just not be a dick because, even better. You are so much better. So this is one of my little favorite little slices. It's like hometown, but it's, you know, it's like from here to that bridge, and, you know, quarter mile long, and then that's it. It's beautiful. It's the town of Lowell. Used to be more, but then they built an open pit right behind us there, and so the town kind of got chewed up. Now, if you look at this... Uh, this metal building with the arch there. All the framing structures are steel. It's not a two by four. It's a two by four of steel. It's a two by six of steel. So fucking awesome. I'm going to stop someday and take pictures of it. I wish there was someone inside once in a while so I could get a tour. I love this fucking town. All right, so... Hopefully I made some sense today. That would be my goal, to talk about what God wants. Not what your preacher wants. Not what your pastor or your church or your father want. I mean like father, like church, Catholic father or whatever. But just to be good. Be a good person. Because that's what you choose to be, a good person. Be that. That's what God wants. I know that because he said it. And I do believe in parts of the scriptures. But even if I factor out all the scriptures I've read, you know, from the Dead Sea Scrolls, many of them, to the incense scribe scrolls, to the New and the Old Testament, the Book of Mormon, and the, the Jehovah Witness talking to them and stuff, it all boils down to you know, love God, be nice, don't be a dick. Everything was added in more just to raise money so they could build a church and print their own Bible. That's about it. So logic dictates that that is the way it is. And that's what he wanted. And uh, like I said, even if you do it without a belief in God, if, you, if you're just a good person because it sucks to, to be a bad person and you've learned that, then I think you're going to be fine when you're standing in front of your creator. You go, eh, didn't even believe me, but here I am. Surprise, motherfucker. But you did good. You're on your way. You did better than all them fake, false, prophet, lying sons of bitches stealing your fucking money. He won't swear as much as I will. But maybe 
it probably speaks a different language for those words don't exist anyway because it's really just a stupid form of communication. So he probably is way less foul-mouthed than I am. All right. So this is Lowell, like I said. Um, um, and I'll talk to you all later. Adios. Have fun. Enjoy. Enjoy meeting your new God. Same as the old God, just not a dick. I love you. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space. And we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.